Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 181 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your ways. Help us learn more of you and your ways today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Matthew is writing about in chapter 3. Matthew writes about John the Baptist. John, who was given the great task of preparing the people for Jesus' coming, lives a very meager and humble life according to the world's standards. He ate locusts and honey and wore clothes made of camel's hair. His mission was great, and yet his lifestyle was humble. Verse 2 says he is the voice of one crying in the wilderness, shouting in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make his highways straight, level, and direct. He spent a lot of time alone in the desert. Our alone time and lonely times prepare us for what lies ahead. God is always in the business of preparation. Sometimes we feel like we've been abandoned or cast off, but God is preparing us. He never wastes a moment in our lives. Let's be at ease and peace about where we are right now. John, this humble man, had the great honor of baptizing Christ, the Messiah. He needed his alone time in the wilderness to be as pure as possible in order to do what God ordained him to do. May God purify us and make us holy for him as we traverse our world. Well, let's see what's happening in the early church in Acts chapter 10. We read about more divine dreams, a dream given to Cornelius, who was a military officer in the Roman Empire. He was a Gentile, but he was a good man, not a heathen Gentile. He was a praying man and was generous to the poor. God chose Cornelius to show Peter that all people were his, and he loved them all. The law of Moses prohibited Peter from congregating with Gentiles. The Israelites weren't to intermingle with any other nations. We've seen the repercussions of such acts in the past. But God showed Peter in a dream that all people were welcome in his kingdom. So when he was invited to Cornelius' home, he accepted the invitation. He didn't really know what the visit was going to be about because he asked Cornelius why he sent for him. When Peter knew he was called to teach them about Christ, he told them everything. And when they heard all the things, the Holy Spirit came upon them just as he did on the day of Pentecost. Peter saw they were speaking in different languages, praising and glorifying God. So he baptized them before he left. I love seeing God work, the dreams that led people in their journey and the outcome of his love shone for everyone as he lavishly poured his Holy Spirit on new believers. The same Holy Spirit is given to us as we ask. If you haven't had this experience yet, I encourage you to invite the Holy Spirit to flood your spirit today. We start a new book, the book of Second Chronicles. This book captures the reign of Solomon as well as some history of the southern kingdom of Judah that results in the exile of the people to Babylon. Let's see what's happening in Second Chronicles chapter 1. This is another one of my favorite chapters. We read about Solomon's story here, the one where God granted him wisdom, knowledge, and every kind of wealth that anyone could possibly imagine. We love a good hero's journey tale. We may not initially think of Solomon as downcast or as a rags to riches story because he was the son of a king, but he was also the son of a woman David had an affair with. Solomon wasn't automatically granted rights to the throne. David's eldest son thought the throne was his to have. However, God had different plans. He had plans for Solomon before Solomon was ever born to make him the king, and God's plans always prevail. The Lord took this young man and said, 
Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you riches, possessions, honor, and glory, such as none of the kings had before you, and none after you shall have their equal. He was blessed by God himself, and all of his promises came true. Silver and gold were as common as rocks under Solomon's reign. Solomon was the wisest man, second to Jesus, that ever lived. Jesus even said this. Solomon's story is a story of a young man with a humble heart. He didn't ask for riches. He asked for wisdom and knowledge, something that is highly valued by God. He asked for it and was granted it. In fact, God counted it as righteousness as he committed to bless him in so many other ways. God loves a humble heart. Let us ask God to keep us humble, grant us wisdom, and keep us his until the end of time. In chapter 2, we read about Solomon asking for help from a friend that we've read about before, King Hiram. He helped King David build his house, and now we read about him helping Solomon with skilled people to help build the house of God. Let's see what we can learn from Proverbs 31. This proverb was written by King Lemuel, whom we know nothing about. Some theologians identify him as Solomon with the advice written here from his mother, Bathsheba. Some believe King Lemuel may have been a king of a pagan nation with a mother who believed in God. Either way, this proverb comes from a king's mother and is very wise indeed. She cautions him against drinking wine and strong drinks. It's not good for a king's law, order, and justice to be polluted with drunkenness. However, she teaches him it is okay for others to use it for medicine and broken hearts. She advises her son to stand up for the defenseless, the poor, and those without a voice. She advises him to judge righteously. The rest of the chapter is dedicated to the aspects of a woman of virtue. She is trustworthy. She comforts and encourages her husband. Verse 15 says she rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household. She tends to the physical and spiritual things for herself and her household. Verse 30 says charm and grace are deceptive and beauty is vain because it is not lasting. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. A woman of faith who gives worship and reverence to God is certainly something to aspire to for both men and women. May we continue to worship and honor the Lord in all we do. Verse 20 speaks to the poor again and says, She opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her filled hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. May we have compassion for those less fortunate than ourselves and offer what we can. God's word repeatedly tells us to help the poor. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your heart. Father, we pray that you lead and guide us just as you have been leading and guiding your people for thousands of years. May we hearken to your voice. May we obey you and never stop seeking to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 